since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. That's the day and age we live in, Garth. Okay, yeah, it's my fault that this thing doesn't work. Well, most of the time it is. We're leaving you. We might come back. We probably won't. Probably won't. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Gareth Remington. And on this episode, we're going back to basically what we did in the very first episode of Wiki Review, except this time we're being more specific. This time we're talking about self-driving cars. Me, me. That was it? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> you took it personally last time I and did. I told you. <laughs> like, what is the shortest one I can do? <laughs> I could have just said meep. I went meep meep. I doubled it. Yeah, you dragged it out a little too much. You're milking it. <laughs> you reckon I should work them down a bit? Yeah, you should just go meep. All right, I'll work that in editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to cut one of those meeps out. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I did take it personally. <laughs> So now we're going to have Garth's increasingly shorter sound effect. Yeah, we've got two syllables. Then it'll be one syllable, then half a syllable. And we'll see what we can do. I can get into negative syllables. Somehow I'm going to figure out how to make you do it. I'll stare at you until you make a noise. I did it. Well, in the Mary Pickford episode, you did the silence as your sound effect. Oh, that's true. But it did take a bit of time. Yeah, it was a long silence. While no syllables, it mm. was time consuming. Because we don't have a lot of silence on our podcast. It's difficult when I'm doing it with you. <laughs> I don't let that happen. No. no. Just like any rare moment is just filled with Garth in there. It's true. Whenever you're sort of reading something, I'm like, oh, I'll fill in the time. <laughs> so what you're basically saying is the only silence we've had on this podcast is because I did silence. <laughs> yeah, it was your silence. <laughs> So yes, on this episode, we are doing the Wikipedia page for self-driving car. Gus explains itself, doesn't it? What's yeah. a self-driving car? It's a car that drives itself. It's some new technology that's coming out. I didn't realize how much of this actually already exists. Well, there's the Google car. That's the only one I really know of coming no, into this. I didn't know about the Google car. I just saw Google and went, hey, I know what Google is. Have you ever gone into Google Maps? Yes. Yeah, you know, you can see the street view. Their pictures taken by the Google car. Are they self-driving? which is just driving around by itself, taking pictures of everywhere. And there's no one in the car? There's no one in the car. Bullshit. As far as I know. Because I remember one time I looked up on Google Maps where a hotel was, and when I went to the street view, there was a bus in the way of it, reflecting so I could actually see the car that was taking the photo in a reflection of the bus. Don't know if I saw anyone in it. Do you remember the address? I do. Mm. The Rattler. Google Maps. Yeah, there. Um, turn around. Oh, go up. No, um, go back further. Um, yeah, the us. bus. We can see the bus. If we keep going, maybe it'll... Try. This is the bus. 
bus turning on. Though. We can see the bus, we just can't get to the bus. Holy oh. shit, I went inside. Okay. <laughs> Alright, this bit is not working out. I've gotten lost somewhere in the Fortitude Valley on Google Maps. Now you're up in Netherworld, which that sounds made up. How did we end up in the Netherworld, Garth? If you're playing along on Google Maps, there is no way you are seeing what we're seeing right now. We're all over the place. We're chasing a bus on Ann Street. The bus somewhat disappears. I did it! <laughs> he did it. And there's the car. I'm a freaking genius. How did that not appear before? So we can see a full reflection of the Google car. Can you see a person in it? Because is that a person there? I can't really tell. I'm glad we spent all that time on something that inconclusive. All right. Well, I'm going to screenshot it. All right, cool. Well, I'll upload that to our Instagram. Shout out to Alpha Car Hire. <laughs> so is this self-driving or can you spot a driver in the reflection? You know what we probably should have started with? Let's look at the Google car on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, that might answer it anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's not as fun. So, no, it seems like they're self-driving. Does it say what countries that they let them drive in? No, but you assume it'd be America. Well, the Google car had to drive here. We got proof of it here. But now, that doesn't mean it's self-automated. And not only that, it looks like it has a person in it. Yeah, it looks like a mouse, like a computer mouse. <laughs> it does. Ironically, it looks more like a Mac mouse. It looks like it has a tap at the front. Yeah, or a switch. And there's a person sitting in there. Yeah, all the stuff on the Wikipedia page about the Google self-driving car seems to be about their testing of it and in 2015 they confirmed that 12 vehicles had suffered collisions as of that date. Eight involved rear end collisions at a stop sign or traffic light. Two in which the vehicle was sideswiped by another driver. One in which another driver rolled through a stop sign and one where a Google employee was controlling the car manually. It's always been human error that's been the accident. It's what we've always known. Computers are never at fault. They never screw up. <laughs> you ever had like a computer problem and the IT guy always comes out and goes, you should have done this. Oh, okay, yeah, it's my fault that this thing doesn't work. Well, most of the time it is. Yeah, but I don't need to hear that. Like every other human on the planet, <laughs> well, why didn't they just make it so it does this? Why would you have to control seven whatever? <laughs> Shut up. Why does it always have to be plugged in? They say uh, Uber wants to do it too. That completely eliminates the concept of Uber, doesn't it? Yeah, they just become like a regular taxi service then, don't they? Instead of it being foreigners, it's just foreign cars. Because I thought the big deal about Uber was that Uber is a taxi company that doesn't own any cars. It's a whole bunch of people who aren't taxi drivers being taxi drivers. Hey, you know how people who don't have a license to do that could do that? Let's do that. <laughs> Just see what happens. Seems to have worked out though. People seem to be liking it. I don't use Uber. Don't you? No, I'm a taxi man because the only time I'm not driving is when I'm drinking and I'm drinking so much that I shouldn't be driving. When I'm in that state, I don't want to be an Uber because that Uber driver will rate me. <laughs> That's the one time in my life I don't want to be judged. I want to be as anonymous as possible. I want to get into a smelly cab with some guy who doesn't really speak the same language as me. I might throw up. How do you know he's not going to rape you? Rate. Oh, rate. Yeah, no. I'll I rate you. I thought you said rape. What? My head was in a completely different place. No. I was just like, why do you think you're going to get raped by your Uber driver? You think you're pretty enough? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're so like, yeah. oh, look at him all like drunk and hiccuping and throwing up and spewing abuse. He's just I asking for it. Because I was just sitting there this whole time just thinking, heaps of people use Uber and don't get raped. Why does Garth think he's so special? <laughs> this is taking technology phobia to a whole new level, Garth. No, that's why I don't get in other people's cars ever. Oh no, like rape with stars. Yes, they rape my star. No, because <laughs> you rate, rate with a T, the driver, and the driver rates you. I need anonymity at that point. I'm drunk. I'm not going to get a good rating. I'm a horrible human being when I'm drunk. That's why I'm getting someone else to drive me. <laughs> so I don't use Uber 
for that one reason. You can get blacklisted from a taxi company, though. That's true, but how would they know who I am? Well, I had a friend who they wouldn't take him to his address. Okay, then just get dropped off at the next door neighbors, right? Oh, we don't go to that address? Okay, well, we just do this. Or move. <laughs> hey, I gotta move. Taxi company won't come here anymore. Same <laughs> with the pizza place. Don't ask. <laughs> I've slowly eliminated all possible calling of people coming to my house. Time to move. And wouldn't it suck if you moved into a place <laughs> and you're like, hey, can you take me here? No, that's been blacklisted. Get away from my cab. I'm putting out an alert on you so no one will pick you up. What happened? <laughs> what did I do? Is this a racial thing? Because I'm sorry. I thought it was like a hat. I didn't realize it was a turban. I'm sorry. No, I've used Uber a few times. It's easy. It's good. It's basically the same as a taxi. And yeah. I think I've been all right. What's your rating? Do you still have a five-star rating? Well, I don't know. My wife's usually use it on hers. Ah, and I think hers. she's got a five-star rating. I'll bet she does. Thing is, is although people rate you, you also rate people. So you can sort of hold them over a barrel and go, hey, you're doing this for your living, so you better five-star me. But then, do you do it afterwards or during? Like, the ride's ended, let's put a star in front of each other, what we're going to give each other. Or is it you walk away, you get to see what they do first? I think it's sort of like you leave and then you can do it, but you can wait and see what they give you before you give them something. People basically five-star each other because they're too scared not to. Okay, so it's a social awkwardness thing. Okay, well, that's nice to know. I did see this weird Twilight Zone-like show called Black Mirror, and they did an episode where your social media score was your score in life. It dictated what jobs you could get. (laughs) So how many people could like your things? Well, also, they had little iComputer things as well. So when you went up to people, you would have a conversation with them, and then after that conversation, a little rating would come up, and you would rate that conversation. And you could see how... How many stars that person had whether they were like oh it's just a three star I mean that would improve conversation in life and people would be more involving and nice I'm gonna say I would like that because I feel like that would increase my stature in life really so conversation skill will get me everything I need I can do that <laughs> but in reality I'd probably learn a harsh harsh <laughs> lesson that I didn't need to know wow everyone thinks I'm a dick but I'd learn yeah because I could have a conversation with you and one star you and that could actually fuck you that could make your score go down. You could lose your job for that. So you'd have to be attentive and you'd make it your business to only talk to people who'd five star you. So you just keep going back to oh that guy's an easy five star because you could check his history on what he's starred. But then if there's someone who's a serial one starer, they'd have no friends. No one would want to talk to him. So while that does determine your outlook in life and where you end up, it also determines whether people would want to talk to you. You gotta give them five stars. It's the Uber thing you said. Yeah, so everyone's like, I gotta give them five stars for that conversation because otherwise no one will talk to me ever again. But what a pressurized situation well, that's what the whole episode was about. Everyone was fake because they were constantly working on their social. Because you got to like upload pictures and stuff as well so people can like that because that increases your score as well. It's just like it is now, really. It's like Facebook has completely taken over the world, like actually taken over. I mean, the first thing of it was the Twilight Zone where the kid controlled the world and everyone had to be nice all the time. Yeah, this was much worse. <laughs> yeah, it's like Facebook. Much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather be subject to the whims of a small child than the whims of the internet. Because there's a lot of horrible hate for- like that's where you go to hate things. <laughs> it's just an anonymous world that, that makes it not anonymous. If someone gives you a one star review after your conversation, you can bash their head in with a brick. <laughs> they can't one star you after that because they're dead and people aren't going to arrest you because you know like you've got a high rating. That's true. You're more likely to get off especially if they were just a dirty one star. Exactly. I couldn't have done it. That's not the sort of thing a four and a half star guy would do. I think I found the flaw. <laughs> Alright, I'm happy with this world. Bring it on. You ever heard of that show, Black Mirror? Never. How about Twilight Zone? You're yes, of, that? of course yeah. I know Twilight Zone. I liked that show. The amount of plots that they wrote that mm. are just for everyone to use now. Yeah, like the gremlin on the wing.
wing. There's something on the wing. <laughs> uh, I do like the old ones with Rod Serling. Yeah. He's always smoking. He <laughs> uh, talks about Chesterfield cigarettes. Back when you could do that on TV. Oh, it's excellent. I love seeing old smoking ads. They Pretty much any old ads of any type. Like, what was okay to say <clears> back then? Because we grew up when smoking was... Well, they did have ads in magazines, but it was mainly for sport. The most ironic thing ever, I believe. Formula One really took a dive when they banned smoking advertising. Because there was the Marlboro team. And the Winfield Cup. Ironically, all those cars had exhaust pipes leaking out yeah. of the smoke. They're like, yeah, we should sponsor that. <laughs> They're kind of like little cigarettes themselves. <laughs> I mean, come on, if you're a smoker, what sport are you really going to get involved in? <laughs> Let's do something where you can sit in your car and maybe smoke a fag out the window. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know when smoking advertising went out the window. Would have been the 80s, right? Maybe. I mean, I remember in the early 90s, some stuff being left over. But I don't think too much. I do remember at some stage not long ago, the Australian government spent a fortune on making all the cigarette packets a weird greeny color. Yes, that unattractive color. But they're not that color anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did we spend all that money on? They just decided it wasn't <clears throat> working, I guess. <laughs> this one, eh, it's not unattractive enough. It turns out like all the publicity around the color made it more attractive to people. <laughs> Studies show people are willing to smoke green packets more. Says it reminds them of money. <laughs> Makes me look more sophisticated. <laughs> you look good with that cigarette. Ooh, they're green now. I'm going to take up smoking. Green, that's like, you know, the earth. It's healthy. It's recycled. <laughs> Go green. That's probably it. They released the Save the Rainforest. Go green ads. And they went, well, they screwed up our anti-cigarette <laughs> thing, didn't they? Or it's just some guy who is just a real slick salesman. I got your solution right here. Green packets. They called him the green man. He took millions of dollars for his idea. Then they're like, wait, this isn't working. See ya! <laughs> Suckers! Did they really think that changing the color of the packets was going to have a large effect, though? I think they just like to make it look like they're doing something. <laughs> what they That's call basically it? their whole job. Yeah, it's like airport security. What do they call it? Uh, security theater? We got to appear to be doing something, even though it doesn't actually do anything. Yeah, because every time it's been tested, it basically fails. Most of the time, people get through with stuff. But everyone else is highly inconvenienced so mm. they feel like they're safer. Well, they took my shampoo off me so they must be keeping me safe. <laughs> they said it could have been a bomb. It could have been anything. Meanwhile, I got on with an actual bomb. <laughs> I wasn't using it. That was for something else but I had an actual explosive on me. Well, the guy was busy going through my bag. You can't have shampoo, you terrorist. <laughs> this is a two-in-one. Get down! <laughs> Call in SWAT! Did you really have to do a cavity search because I had a bottle of shampoo? Well, the reason why I got searched and you didn't is because I have a beard. <laughs> Pro filing it exists for a reason i mean everyone shaves right well every, if you shave you shave do you think bic ever tries to advertise to like well hey terrorists you know you want to blend in people are always going to pick you up they could do the ad where the terrorist is like got the bomb on him he's in the airport sweating with his big beard they're all looking at him because he's got a beard and they're like but wait with bic and he goes into the bathroom like shaves and then comes <laughs> out all clean suave looking and somehow he turns into an indian rather than a middle eastern <laughs> and walks straight on through and everyone's giving him the high fives and the thumbs up and you know finger points and he walks through all right with Bic you can get where you're going and make sure everyone else 
on the plane doesn't. <laughs> Why didn't they do that? Well, because in their religion, they're not allowed to use razors. They got to use scissors or something like that. They can only trim certain lengths. And is that a real thing? Well, yeah. Maybe it's just... the same religion that blows up planes. So yeah, <laughs> I guess the beard thing doesn't seem that extreme. <laughs> Everything seems plausible after that, doesn't <laughs> um, it? Yeah. Well, we can only use scissors. Why? Because when this was written down, we didn't have razors. Same reason that the Amish have beards. Not too fancy. I think I could be Amish for about a week and then I'd get bored with it. <laughs> I think Amish would be the most painful thing. Like, you get used to it over time. It's a lot easier if you know nothing else. But I think it would just be really painful at first and you'd slowly learn to accept it. The first day would be the worst day for me. Nah, first day it would be novel for me. Oh, <clears throat> look at my hat. I'd be like, ooh, look, a sheep. <laughs> Whereas I'd be like, oh, great, sheep again. <laughs> I worked really hard to get away from sheep. My mom's not here, is she? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, good to see you here. Hey, why don't you grow your beard out? You're like, this is basically like my childhood, except we don't have a television this time. <laughs> the one thing I cling to for life, Beneth. Do you wish to raise a barn? <gasps> Yay! I've always heard about this! But then like seven days of, would you like to raise a barn? How many barns do you people need? It's because you don't have TV. You're always raising a barn. That's your form of entertainment. And as soon as they start giving me chores, I'd probably be out. I'd be like, ooh, yay, raising a barn. And then I'd come back five minutes saying, you know that means lifting? <laughs> You want me to what? <laughs> okay, so just hammer those nails in. Oh, I thought I was just watching. <laughs> I'm supervising. Yeah, I'm supervising. <laughs> like what my dad used to get me to do when we'd work. Figure you wanted me here, you know, because I'm from the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, where I'm from, we have these machines called cranes that do all that stuff that's breaking your back right now. Uh, your grandchildren will find out about it. <laughs> For the last time, you haven't traveled back in time. This is just Amish country. <laughs> <laughs> if you came back in time, we'd have to burn you because it's evil. That's too much technology. Unless so, there was like a natural way to time travel. Maybe the Amish have figured it out, but they can't tell anyone because they don't have phones. Like it's something to do with churning butter and running a cow. Yeah, I think if there's some technology, I think the Amish are the last people who are going to figure it out. <laughs> Though I've always wondered about the origin of the Amish. When they first started and people are talking about them, go, if you heard about these Amish people, they don't use any technology that was invented this year. Yeah, like they just went, <laughs> all right, we're done. Because they were Germans who immigrated to America and they're all like, so we need plows? Yep, plows, let's get plows in our technology. What about horse and buggy? Yes, we need horse and buggy. What about a barn? Of course we need a barn. Uh, we don't have any more space on the page. Hey, I've got it. Look, we've got enough ideas already. I think we'll just call it from there. Yeah, we're all good. All right, go for be a community. Okay, we're gonna have no new technology starting from now. Hey, I've just figured out electricity. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> hey, I just figured out that if you put just this little bit of rubber on the plow, burn him. So they get rumspringer. That's their gap year. <laughs> what do you think it would be like growing up Amish and then coming out into this world? Because they have absolutely no rules. They can do whatever they want. Like, okay, we've got this technology and there's all kinds of horrible things out there. Try to be careful because it's not safe. You've brought up all this stuff is evil. You have nothing to do with it. Now go nuts. You kind of end up in a weird place of life, wouldn't you? Like you'd be drug addicted, prostituted, gamble addict, internet crammed down, porn. You don't AK-47s for no reason. <laughs> you wouldn't buy slaves, but you'd have an account in the dark web, you know, just to see what's there. But do you think Amish people can get their head around that? Let's say you come out to the Amish community. Do you even know where to buy drugs? <laughs> 
The black market isn't just this place you can sort of wander down to and there's some like salesman going out there going, do you want drugs and guns? We got girls. <laughs> I reckon there might be though, because when school finishes in Australia, we know schoolies is coming up. All the places advertise schoolies. There's events. Come down to our schoolies. We got this going on. I bet when like their gap year, whatever it's called, the mm. German word, is coming up, the salesmen know and they know how to advertise to the Amish. I guess road signs. <laughs> Ecstasy will bring you closer to God. Or further away. Whatever works for you more. Allows you to choose which direction from God you go. <laughs> and you just put that so they're like, you know, done toiling the field. They're like, did you see that signeth at the end of the roadeth? I honestly assume they talk like this. <laughs> I don't know why they have to put th in everything. Just assume that's what it is. Meanwhile, I don't think that's a German sound at all. I assume most kids rumspringer goes, they leave, they get a job in some shitty grocery store or something like that. They get really drunk with a bunch of people once because they think it's novel that they're Amish and then they throw up and they never really want to drink that much again. And then at the end of their rumspringer just end up wandering back to their Amish thing, just going like, yeah, well, I'm back. It wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> they got TV, but that's basically it. <laughs> Well, I saw Seinfeld. Time to go home. I saw the Jews. They're quite uh, clever. Because people don't find Jesus, then take a bunch of drugs. They take a bunch of drugs, then find Jesus. <laughs> Either in there or because of them. Yeah. It's, it's usually the other way around. <laughs> I have seen Amish Mafia, a yeah. documentary about these Amish people that protect the Amish. How do they Mafia Amish style? Because aren't you meant to turn the other cheek? Yeah, no, these are the ones who don't, apparently. Once again, I don't know how much of this is made up because <laughs> it's a documentary about real people, but it, it seems kind of set up and stupid. They don't want to turn the other cheek and they want to be on TV. It doesn't sound very Amish to yeah, that me. Yeah, like, there's a camera there. Like, yeah. That seems okay. Like the episode I saw, there was a guy dressing up as an Amish person and selling pies at the edge of their town. <laughs> so he's like, it's a guy fake Amishing. So he goes up there, insults the guy, and then smashes his table and pies. It's not very Amish at all. <laughs> Would that be a real scam? How much money can you make dressing up as Amish? Well, if you live near the Amish people, and that's like a tourist thing, because a lot of people do go to the town to check out the Amish, because technology is evil. They're also pacifists, so mm. they can't stop you. <laughs> look, I'm being a jerk and no one can stop me. But what I did see in this, they all look kind of super inbred. Like, there's some serious genetic problems. <laughs> the teeth and the face and like some of them are kind of like hunched and like it might just be this group that it was okay to be on TV. We're TV pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're pretending to be Amish. They're that, really hillbillies. That might be it. Uh, sons of the soil. <laughs> I am hung up on this high scam with pretending <laughs> to be Amish because I wonder if we went out and sold pies just dressed as us and then we came back a week later and sold the same pies, but this time dressed as Amish people. Would you sell more being Amish? I think the idea is it's in Amish country. If we dressed up as Aboriginals <laughs> and sold Aboriginal pies, <laughs> that would be the same scam. Oh, you're going to say no to doing this, aren't you? <laughs> yes, man. Yes. There is no way that you, me, and some boot polish could pass as Aboriginal. Not only would we be in trouble, we probably be dead. I mean, think about it. You're walking down the street. You see a guy in blackface trying to sell a pie. Hey, brother, you want a pie? Like, you stop and beat that guy up. Yeah, I would get beaten up. Well, everyone would beat you up if you did that. I would beat you up if you did that. You'd beat me up if I did that. It's a general rule in Australia that if you're walking down Queen Street in the middle of the city, you see a dude in black.
blackface, you're allowed to hit him. Though it doesn't come up very much. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> it does come up, but for very brief periods of time. The second a guy walks out, get him! Boom, 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 boom. Oh, you should have been there, man. This guy got mauled. I got his ear. So yeah, if you want to go to Amish country and dress up as Amish, we could pull off Amish. That's something we can do. It's going to shave the mustache, but keep the rest of the beard. Because mustaches are evil, but beards are holy, I guess. I don't mm. really... Some Muslims have the same thing going. I mean, I know mustaches can be annoying because sometimes, you know, it gets in your, your cereal, like your milk. You try to have a spoonful of cereal and the mustache absorbs all the milk. You're like, what the hell? I'm eating dry wheat bix over here. And meanwhile, you can't get it out because it's just in there. So how do they shave that? They must shave the upper lip. Well, they got to use scissors or something, don't they? Or maybe they're allowed to do it with the mustache. I don't know. Uh, There's all these technical rules. Well, everyone that I know and I respect in life had a mustache. So it's kind of the opposite of them. So maybe everyone that I idolize, they see as evil. Sounds very plausible. Burt Reynolds, <laughs> rest in peace, you beautiful man. Mustache. Chuck Norris. Mustache. Tom Selleck. Mustache. Mustache. My father. Mustache. It was a style at the time. There are no modern people, though, who wear mustaches. Not cool people. Now people have them to be ironic, I think. Like hipsters. Yeah. And also pedophiles and anything. And now it's just, yeah, like Freddie Mercury, you know? There's gay people, guys who are like, have like, you know, the handlebar thing to be cool. Thanks to Movember, there's a lot of people with trendy <laughs> mustaches. They go down to the mustachery <laughs> and get whatever the hell you put on a mustache, like you need something there. Because <laughs> it doesn't just do it itself. So I don't know, what else have we got on here? Oh uh, yeah, cars. <laughs> <laughs> Down the bottom there where it says moral issues. Because we're talking about a car that can drive itself. That's right. We are talking about cars that drive themselves. So if somebody's in a self-driving car and that car plows into a school and kills 30 children. It's your fault because you own the car. I'm pretty sure that's the law right now. But shouldn't it be the company that's driving the car? Well, no, because they gave it to you and you used it incorrectly. It's like when your computer stuffs up and the IT guy goes, well, you didn't do this. Or they have probably in fine print for novelty purposes only. (laughs) Do not actually drive on actual roads. But what if the car has no option to self-drive? Well, then, yeah, it's kind of screwed, isn't it? So, or not to self-drive, to for you to drive it. Yeah, so you, you have can't. no steering wheel. The only thing you can do is tell it where to go and it takes you and it crashes into something. Well, this is something that, that's up in the legal issues because different countries have different legislation on it. Let's have a quick peek. Have we got Australia? You'd probably have to get your car serviced more often. Like, I've mentioned this before. Tim Allen did a great point on why we don't have flying cars because... That's a great idea. If you have the pristine new car that flies, that's great. You'll go straight there. When Bubba from Arkansas decides to fix it up himself, (laughs) now you have a real problem on your hands. Davo from Ipswich. I know about cars. I'll just service it myself. I did it up a little bit. Plus, what happens when you run out of petrol? You plummet onto someone. (laughs) You plummet into that school before the self-driving car gets there. It's the same with the self-driving car. Yes, that's a great idea. At the top of technology with people who can afford a self-driving car, they get it serviced and checked and they're responsible. But you can't give them to everyone. (laughs) Because someone will just fix it up themselves. Oh, I made my own (laughs) sat-nav. That's for suckers paying for it. Just launches a small rocket in his backyard with his own homemade satellite that's going to orbit around. (laughs) I purchased one of those little drones and I attached it with some fishing line to the top of the car. (laughs) I've got a gerbil operating most of the things. If there's a crash, the gerbil will freak out and then the car will know to stop. And also, cars wear out. I've got a car that's well over five years old. Well, that's why I reckon you should have self-driving cars, but people shouldn't own them. They should just be driving around on the roads and you just jump in one as you need 
need it. How do you hail it though? Well, you'd have a thing on your phone. It would be just Uber without the people. Yes. Which would be an improvement. Yes. Imagine you get a one star. If it's a driverless car, they have no reason like to- There is no star rating. Well, they'd still rate you. Why would they rate you? Because you might be a piece of crap. Because <laughs> you're you, Ben. You'd only get kicked out if you started damaging the car. All you'd have to do is sit there and shut up. It's a computer. What does it really expect of you? Oh, I hope they put in an annoying conversation <laughs> app. So you get in the car and they're like, so how was your day? Ah, oh, crap. No, they'd probably just put in a crappy little TV. That'd be nice. Everyone would be on their phones anyways. They could make it sync up with the little TV. Oh, so you can put your thing on their TV. I just want to take a nap in it. And that's the other problem. Driverless cars, like when you fall asleep in the back, you wake up and it's still driving around. What if they gave you a driverless car and it would drive you around everywhere? The only catch is you have to be completely sober. Then what's the point? So what, I have to stay where I'm drunk until I'm done? Like it's 5 a.m. in the valley. I've been out drinking all night because I'm still in my early 20s. <laughs> We're in real big hypothetical world now. Yes. It's 5 a.m. Everything's closed. I hail my car like Batman, come to me. Because that's the only reason I'd really want a driverless car. To yeah. tell it to come to me and it come pick me up. You tell it to come to you and then when it comes up to you, you go, okay, now go away again. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> and then when some like girls get past you again, you're just like, come to me. Did your car just come to it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> I'd treat my car like a dog. Here, boy. Come in. Come in. Get the ball. Get the ball. <laughs> If you could teach your car to fetch, that would be impressive. Oh my God, that solves all my problems. Go to the store and get me some food. It just does it for me. Yes. I've started getting into Uber Eats. I used to do Fedora. That's not a thing anymore, it turns out. Oh really? They go bust. Yeah, well, I was in Fedora. We got that and we're like, there's only a couple of places to choose from. But we were like, this is really good because I'm the guy who has to go pick up the food and bring it home. So essentially it's replacing my job and I'm more than happy to pay five bucks extra for someone to go do that job for me. And then, we tried Uber Eats and there's like oh my god there are so many options on this this is insane <laughs> and then after a while I think it was just this week we're like mm, let's see what's on Fedora because I'm not liking anything here we opened up Fedora and it's like oh goodbye Australia <laughs> we don't exist anymore it said that we're leaving you we might come back <laughs> we probably won't probably though. won't but it said goodbye Australia like we're leaving you packing <laughs> up and going why would you do that probably because me and everyone else who used it jumped on Uber Eats it is hard to to believe that back in like the way olden days all you could get delivered to your house was a pizza wasn't that crazy and i said for years i'm like i should start a company that just delivers things <laughs> like if i approach companies and say we'll be the delivery service for you but that meant that people would have to call that business and ask for delivery and i'd have to guy ready and the logistics were way too hard this was way smarter so you should have invented uber eats you thought of the idea first yeah where's my money i should call them up hey i thought of that you stole my idea i bet you people do do that that they call up the people and go actually I thought of that idea first but I never got around to doing it but I did think of that idea before you so technically you should give me money one of my dreams when I was a little kid was to grow up and be one of those people (laughs) yeah I thought of that first but I never really got around to doing it so there you go you invented Uber Eats but never got around to making it you're welcome Australia and the world I'm just making it a better place what can I say (laughs) I'm not even a billionaire you know I'm humble I don't need that money I don't care just think if you didn't exist then Uber Eats would probably Probably still be around. But I thought of it first. Yeah. I don't know. What else did you think of that's going to be invented soon then? Um, <laughs> a uh, anti 
a drone gun, just essentially it's a BB gun that shoots other people's drones or that the could people come... flying those drones. Yeah, that could come in handy in a couple of years. I know I thought of shoes with radios in them, but now radios aren't a thing. Why does it have to be in the shoe? <laughs> That's like the worst place to have a radio. I they mean... already have radio hats and that makes sense because it's <laughs> where the reception is yeah. and near your ears. Well, I figured you could use kinetic energy to power the radio as you walk. Uh, so it... Well, the, you're talking about like little pressure pads under your shoes that create electricity. Yes. Well, that could be good. Although they already have, you know, the ones that, you know, the kids have those shoes that make lights mm. when they jump. So yeah, that's already a thing. In fact, yeah, but I thought of it first. I don't know if you did. I remember like... I wanted to make it a radio though. Well, that's stupid, but... <laughs> that's the, like what, you want like mice to be able to hear Triple M? What's your point? What if it had Bluetooth though? You really committed to the shoe. <laughs> radio aren't you well i'll put like a little microphone on the front of your shoes so you could use it like a phone question were you watching get smart (laughs) when you thought of this idea a little bit a little bit don adams (laughs) stole your idea before you were born but i thought of it first you did (laughs) chronologically in the order you heard them you thought of it first i'm pretty sure those lights in the shoes in the 80s Lynx had them been around for ages it's popular now but it was a thing i figure lights in the shoes is something you can only get away with when you're six. Anything older than that, it's a bit weird. Which I feel is a rip-off. Don't you kind of want those wheelie <laughs> shoes? I know I would horribly injure myself immediately. I've thought of getting them because I figured you could mostly keep them secret. Most people seeing you wear them aren't going to know their wheelie shoes. But every now and then when you're bored, you could bust out the wheels and be like, yeah. Wee! Oh god, no, someone's coming! <clears throat> would you ever have... When you're out shopping and you've got the shopping trolley, where you just yes. place yourself up on the handles a little so you can roll with the shopping trolley. You're walking along with the shopping trolley. You're in an aisle by yourself. You look around <laughs> and then <laughs> and then you jump on it and then try to stay on it as long as you can and then get off it right before you run into that big pile of Tim Tams. See, I like to do it in the car park because there's a bit of a hill in the car park. <laughs> and so I park down the back of the car park so I can ride the trolley down. So you park your car where most trolleys would naturally roll to if they got away from people so <laughs> you can have a joyride that I, hopefully doesn't end in your car I hadn't thought of that before I'm glad I'm here and that explains why so many trolleys keep hitting my car <laughs> that's where all the dents are coming from <laughs> it's a genius man though it's always easy to find a trolley if you park there that's true don't you need the trolleys when you're in there not when you get there stop putting holes in this <laughs> I like riding my trolley <laughs> why are you ruining that <laughs> you're on my side a couple of seconds ago <laughs> I do like that you made it a danger zone thing. Like, I'm like, ooh, I'm in the shopping center. It's a flat little, ooh, no one can see me. You're out in public (laughs) at the top of a hill. I am shameless. (laughs) You're jackass. (laughs) You're trying to hurt yourself and destroy everything you just purchased. That's admirable. kind of a driverless car if you think about it a little bit i have no actual control yeah in fact nothing has control of that (laughs) so it's not even self-controlling it's just out of control yeah we're looking at self-driving cars this is a driverless car as in nothing's Uh looking after that that's just something with not even well put together wheels just (laughs) going towards gravity it says here it could be vulnerable to hackers what (gasps) if you were in a car and your car was hacked of course people would do that what if i had you over here and i'm like hey garth i figured out how to hack into these cars do you want to drive somebody car yes and it comes up like grand theft auto and you can just drive around mowing people down (laughs) they go to jail for a long time hooker deaths go way up (laughs) there's one thing i know about grand theft auto the second cars can kill people hookers are gonna get it 
anything that can be hacked <clears throat> will be hacked. That's just the law of life now. If it can be, it will be. And I do like the idea of you like, let's hack a car. It just randomly finds one and you drive around smashing into things, smashing into things and like, hey, that kind of looks like, oh my God, we hacked my car. <laughs> Stop smashing into <laughs> things, man. Uh, we're at the point of no return now. That's someone's property. Why don't you respect that? You were on board five seconds ago. At least we know where your car is now. It's at this guy's house. Second story window. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'll beep the horn. <laughs> we can hear it. <laughs> But yeah, if I could hack a car, definitely you'd want to hack it when someone's in there and then just put it on donuts and just <laughs> walk away. <laughs> you come back the next morning and just like vomit on the window. <laughs> There's just no rubber left. The guy's like dying of monoxide. He's terrified. Passed out. Vomit. Pee. Poo. Just every horrible thing. And beside him is a line of six other cars doing the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, I make it five cars and I have them sort of overlap each other so that it'd be terrifying at all times. It's like, oh my God, he's going to hit me because we're taking over the same space. But when you zoom up, it's the Olympic rings. <laughs> you got to respect a good workmanship. I'd have three cars and make it look like a game of three card Monty. <laughs> They're swapping around so much. Get the red, put your hair. Get the black, set your back. <laughs> and one of the drivers has red hair. Yes. And you got to pick which one. Two brunettes and a ranger. Vroom, 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 vroom. You need to find people with tinted windows. I think we've already proven why this is a bad idea. Because people like us exist, but they're also capable of doing what we just said. <laughs> yeah, that would be horrible if we had any sort of power. I know, right? It's nice to know there's systems in check that prevent people like us from having any say in anything ever. Yeah, but like you said, there are people like us who do have... The ability to do that? Like, these people who hack into the Pentagon just because they want to? That is kind of funny. I mean, if we could hack into the Pentagon. Yeah, that sounds like a really good joke, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what this episode would be about. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'd be doing that right now. Let's review the Pentagon's confidential files. <laughs> this guy's got a funny name. <laughs> Ramadumam Blubber. Asama Bin. <laughs> bin. Laden. <laughs> He's a bin. Hey, if you're this guy and you're listening, you're about to be assassinated. <laughs> And then we get a million dollars put in our bank accounts anonymously because <laughs> we helped them. Oh, I'd be so tortured. <laughs> ASIO, CIA, FBI, everyone would have a go. <laughs> I don't know anything. We don't care. Now put this electrode on your testicles. Oh no, I would instantly show them how I did everything. I would crack onto torture instantly. <laughs> We're going to torture you. No need, sir. I will write you a really good diagram. What do you need? I'll rat everyone out. It'd be great. <laughs> Actually, that's a true thing. A lot of people will hack government websites or like the stock exchange they do two years in minimum security prison then have a job for life working for the government all the people who are anti-hackers were hackers originally in fact it's really hard to get a job as an anti-hacker and be taken seriously if you haven't actually taken down some major system so does that mean the new guy at any anti-hacker place has taken on those other guys and won so he must be the best one yeah every time a new guy comes in it'd be like here's the new hot shot <laughs> you guys are old school what did you hack ASX? <laughs> yeah, it's um, insert a bunch of computer words. I can't even pretend I know. <laughs> I did a CD-ROM bit drive coin filer. Search control F. <laughs> That's the best I got, man. Yeah, I don't think any of those are real things. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you get into the Pentagon. I don't think CD-ROM's been a thing for a long time. <laughs> 
Oh, they got a chart here. Oh, we like our charts. So is this how far they've gone? With disengagements. So that's them just getting released and then coming back. So the Google car has driven 5,127 miles. No, no, it's gone a total of 635,000 miles, but it gets disengaged every 5,000. So the interesting one is Bush. Bush, however you pronounce that. They've done a total of 983 miles, one and a half thousand kilometers, but they have to stop every kilometer. Yeah, that's stupid. That's the dumbest thing ever. That's like trying to do anything on a computer that keeps shutting down. That doesn't count as driverless. That's like a toy car as a kid that you pull back and let go. That's what a boosh is as far as I can see. You pull it back, it goes in a straight line until it hits something, then you have to reset it. I think some of those can actually go further than that car. <laughs> I think so. Give it a straight enough line because they bounce off and keep going. What about Tesla? Because isn't that owned by the SpaceX guy? Yeah, yeah. The guy is the new cool guy. He's like the new James Cameron or something. What is his name? I don't know. He's not Nikola Tesla. No, no. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> okay. But his car can only go 4.7 kilometers. That's not even going to get me to work. And he wants to go to space? And he's only tested up to a distance of 550 miles. That's like less than a thousand k's. That's not even going to get you to space. Not even in a car. His car couldn't even drive you to space. That is true for most cars. <laughs> Very hard to drive to space these days. Well, the Google car might be able to take you there. Yeah, they did all right. Who knows what Google can do these days? Wait a minute. Google is everywhere. It's on the internet all through it. It's the mainframe front page of all internet. And they have cars driving themselves around. It's kind of like an army that's already on us. Like if they wanted to, does Google have an army? It wouldn't surprise me if they had like a military division. They probably have Google bots. They probably have a robotic army. That's very scary. A self-driving army. Because how do they do the satellite pictures? They must have Google everything. Google satellites, Google drones, Google cars, Google bots, Psy Google Borgs. If we were living in the Matrix, it would probably be run by Google. Yeah, it wouldn't be called the Matrix. It's the Google Matrix. The Gatrix. If they could upload you to the Matrix. Why do we always end up on the Matrix? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but we're here now. Why question it? <laughs> I'm not stopping you. <laughs> I love it. Look, okay. this time it's run by Google. Okay, the Google Matrix. Go. So they want to hook you up to the Matrix and your brain's going to be used to power the Google computers. Is my information safe? Yeah, but you just get to live in your Matrix world. Well, hell yeah. That sounds way easier. Wait, <laughs> is it theirs? Like, is it like in the movie? Or is it like what I want? What you want. Then hell yeah. Goodbye reality. <laughs> Would you do the one in the movie? All I can tell you is... So it's just like real life. Same struggles and everything. Hey, after 30 something years on this planet, I've learned one thing. It still tastes like steak. <laughs> if you get that quote, you're probably old. <laughs> I don't think I would be able to notice the difference between this world and an artificial world anyway. So, Even if you told me, I would forget constantly. You're like, do you want to be in the Matrix? Sure. Like within a day, you're like, oh, is this the Matrix? The only reason you'd know is that every now and again, you'd come home and Google would pop up in front of you. Like, we need to update your software. I'd probably look up so it'd do it automatically. Tick the terms and conditions, whatever. But I'd even get to the point where I'm looking at the Google pop-up and going, so that doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> you get taken out of the matrix and you're walking around going, I'm trying to search. Are you guys having problems with your right click? What's going on? And why can't I fly? <laughs> I can usually fly. Uh, everything's street view. How do I access the house's settings? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm searching, but it's not working like it normally does. Can I only seem to use my eyes right now? <laughs> How do I search? Well, you grab this cushion and you look under it. Is the list of things under underneath it remote remote activity remote region ah tv remote that's what i'm looking for so bmw is the second best apparently at self-driving cars you don't hear much about their self-driving cars no but look at that it has one perfect run by the looks of it it went for about a thousand k's unassisted no disengagements it's like it did a lap google keeps going five thousand at a 
at a time until they got up to 600,000. Everyone else is like, oh, we can go a little bit, but we'll keep going. It's like BMW just went, take a lap, buddy. <laughs> no, actually, I question that. How can it do a thousand kilometers without a disengagement? The fuel tank's only got 500 Ks in it. Well, they would probably have a better fuel consumption on self-driving cars. Because a lot of the fuel consumption would be you changing speeds and stuff like that. That's why they reckon if you have cruise control on there, it, saves. it lasts a lot longer. Also, these are probably hybrids or something. What's there's a solar that? panel whacked on it or something. <laughs> something stupid. Like a big wind turbine <laughs> powered by wind. Ironically, the resistance the fan causes actually <laughs> slows it up more than it uses. Putting a fan on the car that powers the car sounds like something that would work at first, but then as you think more deeply about it, doesn't work at all. The trick is, don't think too hard in ideas, just do them. It would work really well if you drove downhill majority of the time. It's like the bikes that if you pedal, it powers up a battery. Mm, yeah. So that after a while, you can take it off the battery and then it mm. runs itself. But the problem is you have to put in the kinetic energy to run that battery. So really, you're doing just as much work. It's just that you're doing extra hard work and then no work. Then you take a break. You're doing just as much, if not more, to store the battery power. Yeah, but it's cool because it rides itself. But it's not. You're doing extra work. <laughs> but yeah, everyone goes, oh, cool. Save it up for later. You're an idiot. <laughs> no one listens to me. I did want to get one of those bikes, but then I remembered I have a car. <laughs> My discussion about bikes every single time. I was like, that's a cool bike. Oh wait, it doesn't have a motor and four wheels and a seat and a stereo and air conditioning. I will be in a shop every couple of years and see a bike and be like, I should get a bike. And then Shannon always goes, where are you going to ride? And that's the question that stumps me. I remember doing bunny hops as a kid. <laughs> yeah, man, I had a BMX. I should totally do that. First, where, when, why? These are the three mountainous questions you must surpass to spend money on a bike because <laughs> I don't drive anywhere these days because it all gets delivered I just drive to work and that's like 40 kilometers away I'm not riding that on a bike I'd have to leave like yesterday <laughs> to get there tomorrow <laughs> I'd have to call the end of this podcast right now and then just be like no, I gotta ride to work tomorrow so oh, fortunately I got one of those motorized battery things so it only hurts like hell for two hours then mm. I can cruise for an hour then it hurts like hell for two hours what if I put it on like a stand so it's like one of those exercise bikes and and then I ride on it then and save up the energy for the next day. Or just spitballing here. You plug it into the wall before you go anywhere. You let that run out and then you just got to do what you got to do and just pray that the battery will take you wherever you need to go. What if it didn't have a battery and you just needed a really long extension cord? <laughs> <laughs> like those lawnmowers you see people have with the cord. Yeah, I don't think I could use one of those. I keep feeling like I would run over cord. Yes, doesn't it seem really dangerous and unnecessary? Because <laughs> there's got to be some sort of safety mechanism for that because That's... idiots do that all the time, right? And also, the way lawnmowers work is they have a suction. They pull the grass up and they stick to the ground because the fan creates a suction. You're telling me that cord gets near it. <laughs> it's not just going <laughs> to up into it and cause all kinds of problems. That's like the number one issue with those. I can barely get away with not running over the cord with a vacuum. You trust me with blades? You're an idiot. Yeah, I don't want to tempt fate. I already keep a toaster near the bathtub. <laughs> I like toast when I'm bathing. Yeah. <laughs> don't you ever like to just sit in a bath and have freshly cooked toast? Who doesn't? In fact, I'm pretty sure that's how they figured out toasters kill people. <laughs> Everyone loves a bit of toast while bathing. You know what I like best? Reaching and getting perfectly cooked toast with my soapy hands. Yeah. Because it doesn't in any way get the soap all through the toast. What I like to do is, so I don't do that, is I bring the toaster in nice and close to myself and sort of shake out the toast. Ah, uh, you sort of shake it and I try to eat straight from it. But you have to be careful because it 
it's hot? Oh yeah, sometimes like it burns me and I like just drop it or throw it. <laughs> People might say that's dangerous, but what's living without fresh toast while in a bath? If you're not living dangerously, you ain't living. <laughs> it's on a shelf. That's good, Ben. That's really good. It's on a shelf. <laughs> I mean, the shelf is technically the side of the bath. And when I get up to get my toast, it does make that wave that kind of brushes underneath of it. But, you know, toast, man. Well, also, my house has that really weird design where just below the faucets are the power points. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about them. So you can see the water streaming over the cord. <laughs> and I always need a little extra water when I'm bathing. It'll, like, get a bit cold. I just need a bit more hot, you know, to fill it up a bit more. But you're not going to turn your toast off. No. Once you turn toast off, that kind of ruins the whole process mm. it needs to be cooked in one go sometimes even if there's no toast in there I'll just turn it on and use it like a little heater it's good if you tilt it on its side and aim it towards you yes the side which most traditional toasters are rounded mm. not flat and you can put your hands in there for a couple of seconds yeah if you're quick and don't touch the sides but it's very thin so you gotta be careful it's best if you have a crumpet setting for this mm. don't have those ones that cage mm. and lock it in because then it's trapped on your hand and it's burning you and you're throwing it all over the room in the bathtub uh, and I did learn those little plastic bags that the bread comes in aren't waterproof. They have holes in them. Yeah. Isn't that rude? It's awful. <laughs> See, interesting fact about self-driving cars. People are scared about computers driving cars, but they let me drive one. Psychologically, I don't trust the concept of a self-driving car. But yeah, you drive. I drive. <laughs> and most people, like 90% of people are in cars, driving around, <laughs> making decisions. <laughs> like, you know that guy? We all know the guy I'm talking about. That guy, he drives a car. <laughs> I don't even have to give you details. Think of the stupidest fuck you know. That guy gets on the road, gets in a one-ton machine made out of metal that's petrol-powered and decides which way it's going to plow. Or all those jerks who drive to work at the exact same time as you. Imagine if computers drove their car. If I could hack into it, actually, <laughs> this is what I would do. I get in my car and every car I get near just pulls over to the side of the road and parks for a second and like a light pass. Like you've hacked into the system and made the system identify your car as an ambulance? So everyone just gets out of the way? And as you drive past, you just yell out the window, Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> You've been hacked, motherfucker. It's <laughs> my new game, hacked. That'd be the most useful one. Because I've heard of little devices that they're giving ambulances that when they come up to traffic lights, will change them to green for them. Really? Like, That's a thing. Ooh, I want one so badly. Yes. Oh, never having a red light ever again. Just green, 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 green. Though I don't know if it's been implemented because in real life I have seen recently an ambulance that has gotten to a red light. Because they're allowed to go through red lights. Yeah, he have went to through it, thing. but he had to slow down to go through it. And it probably would have been simpler for him if it was green because we could have all moved out of his way and yeah. could have shot through. I can imagine out in the middle of nowhere, like where it doesn't matter. I don't know why there's a traffic light in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Welcome to Australia. It's for the other car. <laughs> <laughs> Ted's always thinking he's got right away. You know, ironically, if he had a self-driving car, <laughs> I don't trust them. Them computers making them decisions. The problem is in a city in that all the lights are on a grid. It's someone who is really smart has figured out the mathematics of cars mm. and how they all move. And if an ambulance drives through that, it's just going to screw up everything. And also, come on, it starts with the ambulance. It goes to the fire department. Eventually, the police will have this. We've all seen a policeman just put his lights on go through a red light and then his lights mysteriously go off and he just keeps <laughs> driving normally <laughs> I'm sure everyone's seen that at least once in their life yeah I've seen that <laughs> yeah. just ah screw it woo 
Okay, I'm good. I do remember seeing an ambulance caught in a traffic jam before. Yeah. Like I was caught in thick traffic and there was an ambulance. And I was just looking at him going, I wonder if he knows if he just turns on that thing. He- it all disappears for him. Because how tempting is that? You have the power. Because I was getting frustrated in traffic. If I had a little siren on my car, I would have turned it on. Without a second, no doubt. He must feel like a mart. Like you'd go home feeling like Gandhi. That's right. I was in rush hour traffic. I had the power to make everyone get out of my way, but I didn't. Blessed other meek. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the test to become an ambulance driver. They make you drive out into peak hour traffic. And if you use the siren, you fail the test. (laughs) Same test they use on people who are in charge of the red button for the nuclear missiles. (laughs) Hey, here's a red button. Hey, you didn't push it. You got the job. (laughs) 99% failure rate. Though as a kid, being an ambulance driver seemed like the best job. Mm. It seemed like this idea of like, so I don't have to obey the road rules. I can just get anywhere I want as quick as I need. (laughs) That's all you think of. You don't think about the fact that there's someone dying in the back. You have to drive really carefully and smoothly because there's people trying to operate and put needles in veins and stuff. Now I wanted to take shortcuts through parks and shit. Grand Theft Auto. We all stole the ambulance in Grand Theft Auto and went through a cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just drop you off here. (laughs) Just shortcut the whole system. (laughs) Look, the way I drive, you're gonna die. Let's just cut this out. Don't worry, I know the Undertaker. He'll give you a good rate. And I figured that would be fun. Driving a fire truck would be fun too. Driving a truck's not as fun as you'd think because they're big and they get in the way of everything. Can a fire truck move fast though? They can move pretty fast. Trucks can move fast. All trucks can move fast. Given enough time Mm. and straightness, which generally speaking, a fire truck has to go weaving through things. And wherever there's a fire worth having a fire truck is generally a built up area. So it's more like being like a bus driver. You ever dreamed of being a bus driver? Not really. Yeah, no one has. Not even a bus driver's dream of being a bus driver. But if you put a big hose on the bus, maybe. Oh, then I'm in. (laughs) But only if like in the video games where you can squirt the hose while (sighs) driving at people and have like a self-driving fire trucks. There we go. Just like light a candle at home and then you see this big gush of water come through your window. There's a fire truck out there. You're welcome, citizen. As long as they sound like RoboCop, I'm down. (laughs) That's a good rule to have. Do you reckon that guy will come back and do the voice for all the fire trucks? I'm saying he'd make a lot of money if he did that. Is that Peter Weller that did that? Has he worked in acting since? I know he did the voice of Batman in something. Oh yeah, I think you told me that. Dark Knight Returns. Like the cartoon? Yes. Okay. Normally that's Luke Skywalker who does that. No, he does Joker. Oh, okay. Kevin Conroy usually does Batman. You would know him. Batman is the thing he's most famous for so if you don't know him from that Robocop and Batman I know Kevin Conroy is Batman from the animated series Peter Weller is Robocop but other than that he hasn't really worked does he no not as far as I know first request present career we can look up his IMDB see what he's been up to because that's the kind of guy that we should give him like a pension or something because of what he did for Robocop yeah that's something that changed all our lives Naked Lunch I can think of two things wrong with that title sounds like Naked Gun except hungrier no stupid. What is it? It's uh, about a bunch of people do a bunch of drugs and there's no lunch and no one gets naked. So there's no lunch? I'd be annoyed. I'd be like, that's what I turned on. <laughs> see naked lunch? You want to see people having lunch? There's no lunching people. Screw it. <laughs> oh, he did voices in Call of Duty. That makes sense. He would have the voice for it. He was in Sons of Anarchy. See, he does work. He had a big year last year. He did several things. Family Guy as the Robocop voice, ironically. Star Trek. He's in a movie. He was in Dexter and Psych. The Batman thing you said. 
said, he's been working consistently. I take back everything I've said about this guy. He gets to pick his projects. He has done a lot. No yeah. big characters in anything, just bit parts. Like a lot of TV shows, but only doing one episode. I think a lot of it is just, you know what we should get for this? The guy who did the Robocop voice. Who was that mm. again? That's probably his answering machine. <coughs> Hello, you've reached Peter Weller. Yeah, that's the Robocop guy. I wonder how many times though, when he's like, hey, I'm the guy who did Robocop. And like, really? And he's like, yeah, and this covers like the, <laughs> the top half of his face. <laughs> Holy crap, it is you! I'd recognize those lips anywhere. <laughs> he has to cover up his chin as well because it has the rubber over it. He just shows his lips and the bottom <laughs> half of his cheeks. <laughs> Say it ain't so, Robo! So for the auditions for that, they just get people to put on helmets and see like, yeah, that person has a good jawline. I'm guessing that they built the suit and went, who can fit in it? <laughs> can you fit in this? You got the job. It was in the 80s it came out. Hmm. Detroit has gone out of control. The criminal side of Detroit is insane. So we need like a robot to like help the cops. Man, they predicted that. Detroit went way crazier than it was in that movie. I'd put it out there. And they didn't even get a Robocop out because they didn't have the money for the police force to do that. <laughs> they just had people rock up to houses and just shoot until they're done. Did you reckon if they just dressed somebody up like a robot and then just pretended that they had robot police? Maybe they'd intimidate criminals more. I reckon it wouldn't take long till that person is just a target. <laughs> well, it's not a real person. I can just shoot it or something, right? Like, that person's gonna get hit a lot. <laughs> if you can't stand up after being baseball battered in the back, you shouldn't take that job. We'd well, hope mostly the costume would take most of the hit for you. My answer is yes, it would deter criminals for about a minute and then mm. it would only encourage them more. <laughs> <laughs> what about these semi-automated vehicles? Or what if you had a car that drove itself but you still had the option to take over manually because every now and then it would just start to veer off the road? You mean like a normal car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's semi-automated. You can go on a straight line for a while. Don't take your hands off the wheel. Yeah, I got a self-automated vehicle. It's called this piece of rope I tied to the wheel and a brick. Well, what if they had self-driving cars, but the law was you had to have your hand on the steering wheel at all times? So it would just move by itself. Well, you may as well just drive yourself. <laughs> it's also, kind of pointless at that point. But over time, that would make you complacent. <coughs> like, okay, I've got to go with my hands on it, but you just go loose. And you're probably watching a YouTube thing on your phone or talking to someone so your hands will be on it and you won't even realize you can do anything as you plow into something oh my god my hands are connected to this thing but i don't even realize that i'm about to, i can do something to save this person's life oh they're dead if only there's something i could have done i have heard about these cruise control things where they get on highways and you press the button and then it drives itself and i'm told that is the most nerve-wracking moment of anyone like you never get used to that you drive onto the freeway you push a button and you assume that it's now in control there's no way to know. I wouldn't trust it. I couldn't believe it was doing the right thing. No, I have absolute faith in technology. <laughs> we're, we're polar opposites right here. <laughs> we found our thing. I would just let it do everything for me. As soon as GPSs became a thing, I was like throwing my Refidex out the window. I still use my Refidex. Are you kidding me? GPSs have been a thing for like a long time now. I leave it in mm. the back floor. It'll move around as I'm driving and it always falls under my seat. And so it's kind of hard to get out. So sometimes I'll be there like reaching behind my seat trying to get under the seat and having difficulty and I'll get my phone out of my pocket so I can reach better so I'm holding my phone in my hand the thing that could have the map for me in two seconds to pull the fucking thing out from under my seat so I can look it up and then maybe find it on a map I'll tell you what buddy you don't even have to touch a button on your phone if you went hey Suri give me directions to this place yeah, see, look, my phone's already activating now, trying to oh find me directions to this place. 
<laughs> like I said, you don't have to touch it. Hey, Suri, get me my Refidex. Hey, that's weird. You activated my phone. That's only meant to do it for... Is it getting my Refidex? I don't think it works like that. <laughs> Suri, kill. That even just proves my point more. You don't actually have to touch any buttons. It can just find stuff for you. That's not the point. I don't trust them. They'll lead me somewhere or do something. I don't know. I don't want my phone to know where it's going. Exactly. Even though it does. We actually, with the Uber Eats, I just found out today, because we weren't home yet, it showed where we were. There's the home. There's the guy getting the food. And there's us on the map. So they knew I wasn't home yet. It yeah. knows where I am. Because you have a little locator in your phone. My phone must think I'm an idiot. I bet it judges me. I'm there like trying to look through this old book with streets from 2003. <laughs> and it's like, I could just tell you. Just ask. And you're like, no, I'm on map 256. Now I got to find 392. Oh, I'm in the Gold Coast edition. Here we go. Blue. <laughs> Check this out, phone. Hey, phone, I found where it is. I'll teach you where it is. When was the last time you bought a new Refidex then? Because if you really got one with streets from 93? No, like 2003. It's definitely not after 2010. It might be 2007 if I was to get... I don't know. Every year I look at it and I go, well, how many roads could they have built since then? And more to the point, what roads that are new am I going to use? I don't use new roads. I know how I live. <laughs> yeah, I'm not advising that you buy a new Refidex. I'm advising <laughs> that you stop using them completely. <laughs> There's this thing on your phone that has the map. You don't have to buy anything. <laughs> No, I loved it. I was always getting lost. I'm terrible at reading those Refidexes. Are you good at reading them though? Yeah, it actually helps me figure out where things are. We live in Brisbane. Everything is like five turns to get where you want to go. <laughs> Everything. And I mean that, including getting out of your driveway. That'd be an awesome challenge to give you. <laughs> you have one destination, you got to get to another. You can only make five, five turns. turns. You'd be surprised how easy it is. Now, I did see something, I don't know if it was on this page, but it's relevant to what we're talking about. Death by GPS. Since we're talking about how you rely solely on your GPS to get where you're going, and I am an avid Refidex man, there is a Wikipedia page, it's short, but it's worth noting, called Death by GPS. People have died because they followed their GPS. You well, should look out the window as well. <laughs> See, this is why their solution to it is, they write a thing, do not depend only on your vehicle GPS navigation system. Problem solved. You just imagine people going, well, I don't see a road, but the GPS says there's one. Thought I was allowed to go through that playground. Also, they end up in a place where they run out of fuel in the middle of nowhere. I've heard of people getting lost with their GPS, but I assume that's them entering in the wrong place. Australia is a great example of this, where there's roads and there's roads. Mm. And since GPS became popular, people who live out in the middle of nowhere have noticed a lot more traffic in certain roads. <laughs> I had a friend who was on a four-wheel drive, so he was okay. But he's driving along, like, essentially a dirt track in the middle of nowhere, because the GPS told him to and they're like we really shouldn't have gone down this way and then they saw a car coming from the other direction who was clearly on the same GPS issue <laughs> so there's just these farmers who are like why does everyone keep going along here damn gypsies <laughs> Yeah, so there's a whole thing. People just trust their GPS and then they die. I know my wife has gotten a fine because of the GPS. It told her to take a right turn when coming out of a street, but apparently there was no right turn out of that street. But at the end of that street near it was a cop parked there just waiting. Because this happens a lot. I assume it does. <laughs> oh, the GPS cop. Because as soon as he pulled her over, he guessed like you're using a GPS. It's like, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> this is how he gets his quota. <laughs> just sits out there and just waits for people to follow their GPS out. 
idiots. <laughs> Sorry, Shannon. <laughs> but this is my exact problem with it is. She is completely liable for that. She's just doing what the computer told her to do. And this is what I've said right from the beginning about computers. Whenever there's an error, it's the human who's at fault. This is supposed to make it okay for me to be stupid. <laughs> and yeah. it's clearly not foolproof. Well, did the GPSs survive when the people die? That's a good point. Yeah, I don't think there's any running off cliffs. <laughs> well, the car runs out of fuel, so the battery's eventually going to go out. You just drive off a cliff and it's like, you turn when possible. <laughs> you know the woman who does the GPS voice and the Siri voice is actually Australian? Like, for the whole world or just for us? Yes, yeah, for the whole world. The whole world has the same Siri and it's an Aussie chick. Yes. I'm so glad she can enunciate because <laughs> that could have gone horribly wrong. It's a pretty good gig. You just got to go in there and say every word that ever existed in every place and every name. Doesn't sound as good as you think it is. <laughs> it's a solid gig though. There's always new words. That's true. They're always thinking up new street names and stuff. And they would have had to call her in for twerk. Phone's got to say that. But that could have been really bad. Oh yeah, you got to turn left <laughs> up here, eh? <laughs> I get annoyed when it pronounces places wrong. No computer. You stupid. I'm so smart. It's not that. It's this. There was one point I swear to God it was saying something like sit eye. And I'm like, you mean city? Surely you'd know city. <laughs> Why don't you know city? <laughs> That's a really common word that you need, especially if you got this GPS gig. <laughs> Village. Town. Sighty. Um, that city. Whatever. People will know what I mean. <laughs> Just follow the rod to the sate. <laughs> Going where now? Tie a rune whenever peaceable. <laughs> so yeah, don't trust your GPS. Get a Refidex. I'm Garth Remington. <laughs> we can get Refidexes to sponsor the podcast. Oh, yeah, because they'd be making some mad money, wouldn't they? They're probably almost going broke. They'll give you a free up-to-date Refidex. No, you know what they do? We'd probably get this polite email. In case you were after a new Refidex, they're all online now. Have you heard about this thing, Google Maps? It's really good. It's not just Southeast Queensland. It's like everywhere. Like, you ever driven past Warwick? So if you want to go interstate, do you have to order their Refidex? Pretty much, yeah. Do you have, like, this collection of -of out-of-state Refidex? I don't know. I will explain the contradiction, but I do Google Maps. Yeah. But that's only on a computer. Because a computer, that's a smart piece of equipment. I'm not going to look it up on my phone in my car. What are you, nuts? That thing's going to get me killed. But if I'm at home and if there's a screen and a computer tower and I have a mouse, then I can trust it. Those things know something. I used to print maps from where is and where it'd give me like little GPS directions that I could print out and read as I go. And now you just look on your phone, don't you? Well, my phone just tells me now. See, this is interesting that they have the the levels of driving automation. Because you have zero, which, is that just your car? (laughs) I think mine's like negative three. You gotta drive really hard to keep this thing on the road. (laughs) Level zero. Automated system issues warnings and may momentarily intervene, but has no sustained vehicle control. So So it just beeps at you and shit. I've noticed this. People have on their side mirrors little lights that flash or like come on when there's a car in their blind spot. Yeah, I've played around with that where I've seen someone who has that so I just keep backing out of the ah! blind spot and going back into it and watching the light go do, 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 do. <laughs> I wonder if it annoys them <laughs> I hope so that's the point <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing I just kept thinking there was a light in the car that was reflecting <laughs> and I'm like wait did I just see a oh no it's gone now oh wait it's back no it's gone it's a little weird 
shape. It looks like a mini car. Do you know what I think does look cool though? Those cars that when you lock them, have the little side mirrors fold in as well. That's cool, isn't it? Because it's like a dog that's being punished. <laughs> People get these huge four-wheel drives and they have the button to pull in the mirrors when they're parking. Like that's going to make all the difference. <laughs> now my Hummer will fit. I was lined up. It wasn't for those damn mirrors. <laughs> Level one, hands-on. So that's probably where you've got to drive holding the steering wheel. Adaptive cruise control where the driver controls steering and the automated system controls speed. There cruise you go, control. cruise control. And parking assistance. Yeah, I've seen the self-parking cars. That looks kick-ass. I want one of those. I wouldn't trust it. What is it with you and not trusting technology? You're like Will Smith and iRobot. Okay, I can explain this. I was in this car and it <laughs> ran off a bridge into the water with another car. And there was this little girl in the other one. And my car, it like beeped or something. I don't know, whatever Will Smith did. Yeah, in all fairness though, that little girl was going to grow up to be a bitch. She was going to be female Hitler. <laughs> Girls can be Hitler too. Women are just as capable of running a dictatorship as men. Yeah, and the robot knew that. That's why it saved you because it knew you were going to do nothing with your life that had any effect on the world whatsoever. So far it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> and I see no change. Now I've heard the parking assistance does break. People have had crashes with the parking assistance. But also people have had crashes without the parking assistance. Yeah, but that's your fault if you do it. It's like when you buy something and it just doesn't do what it's supposed to do. You have one job, park the car. Oh, it didn't do it. Well, then why is it a thing? Oh, it crashed. I could have done that. <laughs> I can crash a car. I don't need a computer to do that for me. Why are you outsourcing all our Australian jobs to robots like crashing cars? That would be awkward if you were sitting in the car and it just kept crashing back and forward between two cars and you're pressing all these buttons, but you can't make it stop. <laughs> I swear it's not me, guys. The car in front and behind, these two gigantic men come out. Muscle building wrestler boxer guys with tire irons. Your hands are like, I swear I'm not doing anything. Crash, crash. <laughs> Crash. Crash. I so, swear, I'm trying. And you put the handbrake on so it's just sliding and crash. Slide, crash. <laughs> you get out and it's still just going. Like, I'm so sorry. But you go watch your movie anyway, come back and your car's still bashing between these guys. I figured I would have run out of petrol by now. <laughs> I took the keys out. <laughs> and even now with some cars, they don't even have keys. You walk close to them and it unlocks. So to drive, you've got to have the key in the car. Yeah. So you have to like get out of the car and run to make it turn off. Mm. And so the guys just think you're running away now. Get him, he's leaving. I'm trying to help you. They're tackling you and pummeling you and you're just trying to get the 100 meters away so it won't turn on. Well, what if you owned a self-driving car and you're just sitting at home one day and then you see your car pulling out of your driveway? <laughs> and just fucking off. And just <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? I guess that's someone else's car now. Wait, did I have to be somewhere? Is that how it works? <laughs> I hope it's going someplace good. I wish I had one of those car phones. I could call my car. Hey, where the hell are you going? <laughs> what if they hack your car with you in it and then they drive it out and you go to some dock and then you end up on some ship <laughs> and now you're off to Russia. Oh man, <laughs> all the places to go. I'm not getting back. The car might find its way home. I think it's okay. We won't sell you into sex slavery, just regular slavery. Yeah, you'll never have sex ever again. <laughs> so you got level two hands off. Automated system takes full control of the vehicle, accelerating, braking, and steering. The driver must monitor the driving and be prepared to intervene immediately. 
immediately at any time if the automated system fails to respond properly. That is the most nerve-wracking sentence <laughs> I've ever heard. Okay, so the car's just gonna do whatever. It looks after everything. But you must watch, and the second you think it's not doing the right thing, you gotta intervene. No! Occasionally, it just veers off the road. <laughs> I'm just gonna take the wheel and steer it back on. Then you can let go, and it's fine. I like the idea, too. Like, the world's best computer guys on the case. Well, it does everything. It'll reverse park. The only flaw is occasionally when you go on 120 down the highway, it'll just suddenly jar to the left. <laughs> it tries to make a 90 degree turn. For no reason. It can't do it, but it tries. It'll flip you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, keep your hands near the wheel at all times. That thing will be a coffin like that. What if you were in there and you got stuck on a roundabout? It kept going round and round. Yeah. What's it say on the GPS? Tracking or searching? But because you're moving around the roundabout, it's having trouble keeping track of you. So it doesn't know when to turn off. So you're just stuck on a freaking roundabout for the rest of your life. <laughs> what if you're like in the driverless car and all of a sudden the windshield goes blank and all you see is the buffering symbol? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's for the road and not me. <laughs> I can't even see through the windscreen because it's telling me it can't work. Look, I can feel the car still moving. <laughs> Is this computer working? Everything goes blank. Oh, God, I got the blue screen of death. <laughs> I hope that's the sky. Rebooting. You got to shut it down and turn it back on while it's mid-changing lanes with semi-trucks either side of you. <laughs> What I like about the roundabout is that you're not the only person on that roundabout. It's full of people who can't get off because there's too many people on it with their broken machine cars. It's like some weird merry-go-round. <laughs> All you can hear is just loading, loading. It's coming from the other cars at the same time. Um, That's level two. The one that will get you stuck on a roundabout. You got level three, which is the eyes off. Driver can safely turn their attention away from the driving tasks. I'm a little more okay with this. They can text or watch a movie. I do that while I'm driving now. What kind of sissies are you? <laughs> what driving without a TV show on? If you can call that driving. <laughs> this one I like because having to watch and be ready to step in at any time, that I don't like because I don't trust the machine. The second it does anything, I'm like, wait, what was that? If I can lie down or watch a movie or just not have to see what's happening in front of me, I am way more okay with that. <laughs> I've been on a self-driving train, which isn't really the same thing because it follows a rail. Yeah, that doesn't really count, does it? That's just turn on and then turn off when it gets here. What if they made some intricate rail system? Oh, it was like really complicated. Yeah, there's like self-driving cars, but they all follow rail. That'd work. Remember that show Beyond Tomorrow, which was originally called Beyond 2000 before 2000 came along? They had the idea of self-driving cars on that, but they were going to put these, I assume, magnets in the highway mm. so that each lane had little markers in them. So as it drove along, mm. it would stay on the markers. The only problem is you have to have a bazillion markers on every road for it to work. Yeah, that would be expensive. Technology that was being presented as the future when I was a kid is now so obsolete and mm. stupid. They're like, no, we just use the satellites. Do you know how much money it would cost to put all those little things in every road? What are you, an idiot? Yeah, there was someone who wanted to turn the roads into solar panels and figured that would be a good idea. Who gets beyond that sentence and still thinks it's a good idea to tell <laughs> someone? The cost kind of weighs that one down. Plus and you would... break them. Plus that's not a good surface. 
breakfast if it's icy. Oh no, they'd be specially designed ones. We kind of like bitumen. So it's very similar. Yeah, it's still stupid because you'd have to rip up every road on the planet. And replace it with this extremely expensive material. Which we've already got something way, way better by the time you've got it all laid down anyway. Hey, it turns out we can do the same thing with a pinwheel and some paper clips. It would have been a good idea if when we'd started building roads, we'd done this. <laughs> if we had But at them. this point, it's like, nah, that's done. And also roads are different all around the world. New South Wales, they have great roads. If you've ever driven around New South Wales, they have an underneath of the road. I know that sounds to most people around the world. They're like, most roads have an underneath. We live in Queensland where they just have tar and go, all right, let's call it a day, guys. Hollow roads. They're constantly in disrepair because tree roots just rip them up. And if it rains, it breaks the roads. That seems like something they probably should have thought of from the beginning. And every time it rains, our roads break. Should we do something about that? So you put a solar panel on a Queensland road. Yes, I will give you that we have a lot of sunlight. Great for heat. But the second it rains or a tree root grows near it, it's broken. And that's not just stupid bitumen that costs cents per truck. That's a solar panel, which I assume would be really expensive. Yeah, yeah, they're probably very costly. So you'd be happy doing this one if you could just take a nap in the back or watch a movie. Or be drunk. Yeah, let's do that one. Or I could do all of them. Be drunk and watch a movie. Level three is a self-driving car the way how you think of a self-driving car. There are still two more levels. What could this possibly be? How does it get any more self-driving than that? Because the next one is mind off. Okay. When I'm watching a movie, I would classify that as my mind being off. <laughs> okay. Mind off. As level three, but no driver attention is ever required for safety. Wait, so when's driver required for the other one? I didn't say that before. They should have a little warning label. You said I could text or watch a movie in the last one. Actually, I would like to point out, texting while driving is so dangerous. Like now. It used to be okay when you had buttons on your phone. Now it's all touchscreen. So it's really hard to text while driving. You can voice text. You and your freaking... Everything's voice activated these days. Ah, it's like I'm living in Star Trek. Watch this. Turn off lights. See, that would work if I had bought, like, <laughs> Apple lights. That would have worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I could get a clapper. I haven't, but I could. I understand that what you just did would have turned the lights off. And that's the day and age we live in, Garth. Where we have these options. <laughs> I can also see the switch where the light goes off, but let's not worry about that right now. Yeah, that one would actually work and we'd be in the dark. Okay, so you actually can watch a movie without crashing. Oh, the other one's like, okay, so you can take your eyes off the road. You can watch a movie. Might die, <laughs> but you can do it. To be fair, all of these you can watch a movie. You're just probably not going to watch the whole thing before you die. Level three is like you can watch a movie but it might say hey something's coming up that we might need your uh, opinion <clears throat> on but level four it's like I can actually go to sleep it actually says that does it say sleep even in like traffic jams and stuff like that so the level three will work if you're the only car on the road if there's another car it might hit it level three said this particular car has a so-called traffic jam pilot doesn't that sound cool I want a traffic jam pilot I do think when I'm in traffic how cool would it look if it looked like a conveyor belt they're exactly like two meters of heart just going Yep, and Across. with the merging, okay. all just like an actual zipper. Vroom, vroom, vroom. If everything moved like a computer moves, it would be cool. And every now and again, everyone just stops for five seconds while it recalibrates everything, and then suddenly you're five meters ahead of where you were instantly. And then you got level five where it says steering wheel optional, which I assumed the last two levels was steering wheel optional. This no. one's like, unlike level four, you can actually take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> they really have to specify these things, like level three, you cannot sleep, but you can do other stuff. But 
No, they didn't say that. It's only when you get to the next level, you're like, wait, what? I've been sleeping on level three. What are you doing to me? <laughs> but level five, steering wheel optional. Okay, so we figured out a car that can do everything for you. Why the hell would I even want the steering wheel as an option? Or are they saying when you buy the car, you know how like alloy wheels are an optional extra? Steering wheel, optional extra. What you- if it's like a kid's toy where it doesn't actually <laughs> hook up to anything? You can just pretend that you're driving the car. It has a horn, but it doesn't beat the outside. It's just like a little squeaky toy. <laughs> and there is a little button on it that if you press it, it makes the sound like a cow. The button is also shaped like a cow. The cow says, <laughs> I'm learning and driving. So you'd be sitting in there playing with the steering wheel. I'm like, God, the car isn't even moving. Why does that make a difference to me doing this? Would <laughs> it be better true. if this car was moving? <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I know it's not related. I'm playing car. <laughs> and that's how they break up all the different levels. Well, it says that no human intervention is required at all. An example would be a robotic taxi. Which is, yeah, that's where you said Uber's heading. Again, aren't the last two levels before this essentially robotic taxis? Even the third one. Level three and level four, it can do everything, but it's like when you hire an apprentice to do a mm. job. They can do it, but every couple of minutes, they're like, hey boss, excuse me, sorry, sorry to interrupt. How do I do this? Or should I use the left or the right? You just go straight, mate. Okay, cool, cool, cool. What if they did have little robotic taxis going around and you have- <gasps> Like in Total Recall? Yeah. As long as it has the robot guy that's like a creepy mannequin. Hello and welcome to Johnny Cab. Now that thing would creep me out. <laughs> that's what I like about it. You're drunk as hell and then this like creepy thing like out of Saw. <laughs> you want to play a game? <laughs> Take me home. <laughs> I wouldn't want it knowing where I live. <laughs> You come out in the morning, you open your curtains and it's just staring at you from the road. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Johnny Cab, Ben. <laughs> I go out there one time and it's not in there anymore. And then I look back in my house and I can see it standing in the window staring at me. I'm going to have a creepy dream tonight. <laughs> that thought just gave me a nightmare. My brain went, all right, I'm just going to save that for later. When you're unconscious, you're going to get it, Garth. I'm going to get like a text from you in the middle of the night going, damn you, I just woke up screaming. <laughs> Johnny Cab, Johnny Cab. <laughs> It's okay, Garth. It's okay. Although we have got self-driving cars, technology has not yet reached a sufficient level where taxis can drive themselves. But Johnny Cab. (laughs) Total Recall. 80s. Schwarzenegger. (laughs) If we were going somewhere in a self-driving car and I said, look, I could get a level five, but a level four is cheaper. (laughs) Because I'd be a cheapskate. Like, level five doesn't even do anything. Steering wheel optional. I don't want the steering wheel. The last two levels before that phase it out. Dude, just level two it and we'll still watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, level two's fine. It says hands off. We're like watching movies and it starts veering off the road a little. I'm like, hey, Garth. And you just like grab the wheel and just <laughs> casually tug it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's got it now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this ride costing us six bucks. Chance of death imminent. (laughs) (laughs) Then it crashes and we're like, hey, we're only like 200 meters from our destination. And the ride crashed, so I think it's free. It's not free, but they do give you like a voucher for next time. (laughs) We give you half off a level one. (laughs) So what did you reckon of this page then? I did like the graph. That was nice. I like the stuff about the Matrix because somehow every Wikipedia page ends up being about the Matrix. It's like it's meant to be. Something to do with computers, I think. Either that or that's the 
the only movie we've both watched. Either way. <laughs> if I deleted out all the references to The Matrix we put in this podcast, there is no podcast left. Yeah, I know, right? Why do we call it Wiki Review? We should call it Wiki Matrix. Or <laughs> Matrix Review. Oh, the Wikipedia Matrix. That would have been a really cool name. And that actually kind of makes sense. Is it too late to change the name? I think so. Uh. Well, it can be like the unofficial name. Yeah, you know, if you're out there, go, have you seen, uh, uh, what, what do we say? The Wikipedia Matrix. Yeah, start calling it that. <clears throat> I know it's longer than Wiki Review, but that can be the nickname. Yeah, if you want to find Wikipedia Matrix, just search Wiki Review. <laughs> now, I enjoyed this because I like facing my fears head on. <laughs> yeah, you are kind of a technology phobe. Yeah, but I'm also a realist. <laughs> I'd have to rate this a GPS out of a possible Google car because it's something that really covered all the maps. Mm. I mean, it went all over the place. I learned stuff I didn't know. It showed me a whole world, but it's out of something that I don't even understand what it does, if it is even there yet, because Google Cars, we don't even know if there's a driver in there or not. No, we couldn't tell by the picture. Please let us know if you can see a person in that picture. Because I think I can see a person, but I'm not sure. If you know the answer to this, please let us know, write in, Facebook, whatever, but definitely GPS out of a possible Google car, because this was fun. I learned a lot, and I'm going to have a nightmare tonight. Yeah. What did you think, <laughs> Johnny ben? Taxi Nightmare. <laughs> All right, Google has driven in its car 1,023,330 kilometers. So I may as well give my rating out of that. Yeah, that sounds plausible. Yeah, I'll give it a flat out million. Flat out million? Wow. Yeah, I rate this a million. So it's only 23. I don't know, is that a high rating? I'm bad at math. That's really high. I would be interested to see my reading back <laughs> of all the ratings that I've given. Because yours are gibberish. Mine can sort of be figured out to some sort of science. Just because I don't know what they mean doesn't mean they mean nothing. Yours can, yeah, thanks to mathematics, yeah. we can always work out what yours actually mean. I mean, that's not how the system works, but isn't it fun to give it a million rating? It's not often you hear, I give this a million. I give it one million points. I know one day we'll do like a list in order. That's how we'll finish it up. The greatest list of we ever do. Ben's <laughs> list ofs. Because the weird thing is, is if you were to translate your score, it roughly lines up with mine. It does, kind uh, On of. most of it. There's a few pages where it's erratically different, but yeah. most of the time. Yours is a nice mean average for what my qualitative not quantitative rating means <laughs> that's kind of the annoying thing with yours once they've heard your rating they pretty much know where mine's gonna be then it's true <laughs> <laughs> they're like he sounded happy when he said it so Ben's gonna give it somewhere in the 75 to 80 percent region <laughs> but no I did like this and I look forward to self-driving cars I kind of wish they were a thing already I think a lot of people die on the roads as it is so replacing regular drivers that are idiots with computers. Great idea. You're saying that the robots may <clears throat> kill us, but it'll probably kill us less than we'll kill ourselves. Exactly. I see. That's why I figured let them do it. And then anyone who dies will just be like, eh, shit happens. There's a philosophical question they give people. You're on a train and the train is veering towards five people on the tracks, but you could push a lever that will turn the train to run over one person. Do you pull that lever? There's no way I can kill both groups. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ben, you can only kill one or the other. Yes, I would pull the lever and kill that one person. See, that's what people logically think. The thing is, though, the train's going to kill those people. By pulling that lever, you are killing that person. What if you change the situation a little? <laughs> you can't change the hypothetical. No, go. You have five people standing on the track. The train is about to kill them. And instead of a lever, you have somebody who you can push in front of the train and that will stop the train. So you literally have to kill them to save <laughs> the five people. Ah, you're doubling down on this. I like this. Would you <laughs> kill one person to save five? 
five. So it's not like this lever, like, technically you're killing. You are literally killing, killing. someone. <laughs> but you say five. You're not going to do that, are you? <laughs> I think I'd be less likely to do that than pull the lever. Like, I would probably pull the lever, but because I probably wouldn't push a dude. because you're, yeah. you're pushing a dude. Yeah. I literally pushed him under the bus. But yeah, that's the point there. In that, uh, this relates back to the auto cars. Yes, the cars will kill people, but they're doing the killing. But if we're in control, we're killing them. People are going to die. So you're saying as a test with the self-driving cars, you basically have a path where it's going to kill one person. You cut its brakes. So it's stuck going at the same speed and it's going to kill the five people. But if it turns down this corner, it'll only kill one. And so what should the computer do? So you're saying you should kill the five people? Psychologically. I think it's used to decide if people are psychopaths or not. I'm not sure what the real answer is. Probably now, what I said. Probably. <laughs> it's a paradox in that logically you should pull the lever to kill the one person because you're saving five people. That makes logical sense. But a human with human rationale cannot pull that lever because that lever is killing someone. Whereas if you do nothing, you're not responsible for killing those people the train is. Fair enough. Just a nice little thing to add in. <laughs> Sleep tight, people. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are driving down that road, going to work, think about how your car needs to be steered. If your car beeps at you, then it's a level zero self-driving car. You can tell people that you have a self-driving car, level zero. My car beeps when I don't put my seatbelt on. Level zero self-driving right. car. You it, got one. They're annoying. Because <laughs> they beep when I have a bag on the passenger seat. Well, if you had level five, it would just put the seatbelt on itself. Yes, let's do that. Would you need a seatbelt in a self-driving car? Yeah. shouldn't it be fine? I know what you're saying, but it... <laughs> It might stop suddenly. I think that's the downfall of the self-driving car is that it would predict things are about to happen that aren't necessarily going to happen because kids run out in traffic all the time, right? And you can't predict them. But you just have to assume they're not going to. The car would all the time pick up possible things that it's trying not to kill them because safety comes first with these things, right? We don't want to run anyone over. So you'd have the jerkiest freaking ride of your life <laughs> as it constantly like does like a death stop because everyone's about to jump in front of it, apparently. It stops and waits for a leaf to pass. Sorry, all life is valuable. It's a pigeon, it'll move! We have a deal! <laughs> uh, so what else have we got to plug before we go? We got the YouTube channel. We just put out the video, the things you wouldn't want to hear a doctor say. And we're working on some new stuff at the moment. Yeah, we should have a whole train of new things coming out. Yeah, we're actually shooting things at the moment, so look forward to that. Subscribe now so you know when it's coming out. Get the drop on it, be one of the first to comment and like it. Also, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. You can find all of that in the show notes or go to humidor.com. We have all our videos and podcasts and details and everything up there. And that's all the stuff. Yeah, we did it. Plugging. Yay. Plugging, go yay. team. Became so much easier now we don't have a comedy room anymore. I know, right? <laughs> Who's up next? I don't freaking know. I haven't booked them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been enough from us. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Roman. And just remember, you might have a self-driving car. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> See you next time. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Humidor.